You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Tuesday, January 11th. It is Tom and Ricky. We're your hosts as always. A lot to get to today. Recap the national championship game. The Australian Open qualifiers begin tonight, Ricky. So you know we're going to have some uh, a few tennis plays for tonight. We've got three tournaments at the same time. But the Australian Open, obviously the biggest of them all. And we will have a few plays for some of the qualifiers there. A lot of opportunity to to take advantage of uh, some of the soft lines that get posted for the qualifiers. Outside of that, a little NBA to get to as well. NFL will touch on the coaching changes across the league. How many coaches got fired this year? Believe it, we're setting a record more than ever and just get a little feedback on Who's been fired, why, if it made sense, all that kind of stuff. So we'll kind of take a little bit of a dive into that. Um, Also, on our podcast um, channel, you'll find a new MMA show from a good friend of mine, Sean. It does an excellent job when we talk about all some of the the UFC stats that, that we bring up sometimes and some of the little edges that we find a lot of times they come from him. He's already, he, he's one of my guys behind the scenes that kind of helped me navigate some of that. Cause you can't do it all alone. Um, he decided to create a YouTube channel, mustache MMA. The audio for the channel is posted on our feed on steady picks, uh, through the podcast on Spotify, Apple. So give it a listen uh, he breaks down all the fights. He's going to break down all the fights um, early in the week. A little bit later in the week, he'll do like a best bets episode show. And then he'll do a final show that's kind of a little more fun and playful uh, and talk about parlays, like what the best parlays are for that particular UFC card. So while everybody realizes parlays aren't the, the greatest bet and the odds are stacked against you, with the house edge and the hold that they take. Uh, there's nothing more fun than having a, a parlay on a UFC card where every fight goes one by one. You're just trying to get one leg done at a time. Uh, there's nothing better than that. Uh, one of those shows, which I'll be a guest on this week. So that'll be exciting, but give it a listen. It, the link for the YouTube and everything else is on the episode. So take a listen, subscribe to them there. 
he would appreciate it very much. And, um, yeah, that's what I wanted to say about that. Little housekeeping things to make. Ricky. How about them Georgia Bulldogs, Tom? How about them Georgia Bulldogs? It wasn't pretty. It sure wasn't pretty. Hey, they got it done, though. Yeah, somehow they got it done. It was the first half was, I mean, I guess it was a good game. Very slow. Defenses really took over quite a bit. Um, If there's anything I'll take away from that game, I thought Stetson looked really, really bad in the first half. Like, really nervous. Really, like, jittery. I mean, at one point he was running with the football on a quarterback scramble, and he just dropped the ball. And luckily it bounced right back into his chest. But he just looked like like deer in a headlight uh, for the first half of that game. No question. He came out very skittish to say the least. Um, but he did, he did make some plays down the stretch. I think, uh, you know, the running backs obviously helped get this W too on offense, but Tom, what just like, uh, what a wild finish because I was certain that Georgia was going to win this game by one point when they didn't get the two point conversion. I was so certain that Georgia was going to win this game, but we weren't going to cover the bet. And truthfully, Tom, you know I have a rule where when the whole staff lines up, the steady pick system lines up, I usually bet those games pretty big. I only had a unit and a half on the steady picks card, but I hit Georgia hard, Tom, and uh, it was a sweat for sure. So while while the final score was 33-18, it, it didn't feel like that um, till the very end. No, no, it was definitely a close game. Almost all the way until there was what maybe four, four minutes left, is when it there was really a pick got... six at the with like a minute left that uh, kind of bolstered the score a bit. So if you pulled if you pulled seven off Georgia, that's really you know kind of where we were sitting. Yeah, with eight minutes to go, they tied it up, or they took the lead by nineteen eighteen. Yep, and then Bowers had the. First uh, touchdown catch, I believe, was that even the first one of the game? Came in the fourth quarter. No, that wasn't the first touchdown of the game. But, yeah, then Bowers got the touchdown. They go up by, what is that, eight, and then uh, they get a pick six to seal it. Unreal. Unreal. But, yeah, pretty good game. Always happy to see Alabama go down just as as a college football I don't even even call myself a fan because I I really don't like college football and the way that they do things. But just as an observer, we'll say, I'm happy always to see Alabama go down. Every year they have the opportunity to go down. I love seeing it happen. Yep. Uh, It's definitely nice to see someone else hold that trophy. I'm, I'm in agreement there. So two and a half or three covers. And there was some really late movement. Uh, just want to note this because I was tweeting about this a little bit and, and interacting with some people. And that really late line movement from two and a half to three was kind of telling. Like all day it was two and a half. It moved from three to two and a half. You said, oh boy, is that some sharp, sharp money coming in on Alabama? You know, Alabama's a pretty heavy 
public side, everyone's going to still bet Alabama, even if the books show a two and a half. You know, people are still going to load up on Alabama. So why give them three? Why not just make it two and a half? And then you saw that late move come back towards Georgia. Two and a half back to three. As soon as I saw that shift back to three, I said, oh, yeah, I like I like where we're at. Because such a late move to go that way uh, is telling. And in such a big game is important. Do you know where the total closed? I believe it closed 52, but I can check here. Oh, man. 51 is where it landed. Uh, The score landed on 51, so one point shy of the over-under. The difference in that was, as a matter of fact, just that two-point conversion, it looks like, or kicking an extra point. And uh, that would have been the difference. But, oh, man. So it goes under. Spot on with that. For sure. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, overall, good game. Not a whole lot else to say. I saw some people taking uh, Alabama to win the 2022-2023 National Championship. I saw odds as stupidly short as 2-1, to one, which is just insanity. Uh, God bless the people that do that because that makes zero sense to me. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Although I will say, uh, I was talking to someone yesterday, Tom, about that Alabama QB, the freshman, Bryce Young, and man, he's good. He's he's very very good, and he's he's extremely smart. Like the way he can get through his reads as a true freshman. This kid was walking through high school hallways last year. People got to remember he was legitimately in high school last year, but. Uh, I just felt like, Tom, if there was a year to get that kid, it was this year, and and Georgia got him. He's going to be a tough out moving forward. And you think about, and they started the game, the broadcast for the game, telling this story, but it's so funny. They go through, you know, Bryce Young's journey to Alabama and talking about, you know, best player here, best player there. All, all American, whatever in high school, recruited, single like standout recruit for Alabama. Boom, boom, boom. Freshman starter, and then there's Stetson, whose story is so opposite of that you can't even imagine. Walk, you know. I love that kid walk story, on. Tom. He's five. He's five foot eight. <laughs> Like has no business being a quarterback. Five eight. That kid. Yeah, he is. You ever want to hear an underdog story? You look up that kid's story. He's Tom. He's special. I love that shit. I eat that shit up. Yep. When, yeah, when a kid faces all that adversity, and here he is, national champion, starting QB. Tip your hat to him. And I'll tell you what, when he dropped that ball on that scramble, like the third play of the game, I said, this spotlight might just be too big for a normal a normal guy like me and you. <laughs> and it might just be a bit too one of bright. Because <laughs> he just feels like one of us, just 5'8", little, just a little dude, running around, quiet, just, I don't know. 
just seems like such a normal person. It's like, yeah, I think this spotlight might be too big for him. I think he's in trouble. Hey. Fought through. <laughs> no, I I was with you. I he, he he was showing it, Tom. It's one thing to be nervous. It's another thing when the whole world can tell yeah. you're very nervous. So it was tough, but it's another it's another situation where Georgia was a team. They weren't a star quarterback. You know, they weren't flash. This this was just a, a badass defense, some a good running game. You know, they actually had a good passing game too, but Georgia was just a well a well built team, Tom, and I'm I'm really happy to see them walk away as champions. Last note here on the game, uh Donnie texted me late last night to uh tell me what he ended up playing. He had Georgia money line, Brock Bowers, anytime touchdown. And uh, Georgia team total over, which got there with the pick six. And I don't know why. Oh man, yeah, I don't know why he's talking so confident, like he's a genius on a pick six <laughs> to get so- him over the team total. But to each their own. Very nice, Donnie. A win's a win at the end of the day. <laughs> and Donnie's a cash it kind of guy. He just want to know if did it cash? Did yep, it cash? Doesn't matter how. And that's speaking of Donnie. True. Um, can, can we go into one NFL note real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, one future in the NFL that obviously Donnie's got a good hold on right now is his, uh, the MVP. He got in Aaron Rodgers at like plus 700. He also sprinkled Tom Brady, I believe this past week, but Tom Bruce Arians came out yesterday. I don't know if you saw, and obviously he's going to, he's going to fight for his guy, but he made a pretty strong case that Tom Brady should be the MVP. He leads in passing yards, touchdowns, completions, um, pretty much every statistical category Tom Brady leads in. Now, the odds in this MVP award don't necessarily reflect uh, what Bruce Arians is saying. You know, Brady's still a pretty big dog in this race. Do you think, Tom, that Brady is a a live dog here in the MVP race. I think for sure. Anytime you're taking anytime you're taking people's opinions and trying to bet on them, the dog is always live. I I think Tom Brady suffers a bit from the the LeBron effect. I call that I say that a lot on the show, but the LeBron effect. Where you're just so good for so long that people forget how good you are and how long you've been that good. It's a classic. I mean, it happens to LeBron every single year. And and you could argue it happens to Tom Brady the exact same way every single year. He's master. Rodgers has that uh, that too, though, no? He does, but I don't think he does like Brady. What's surprising to me is just the gap here. Like, Aaron Rodgers is a minus 650, which implies to me that this award is in the bag. This baby's done. You know, like, to get Tom Brady at plus 700 when he leads the league and everything. Where do you see 700? I'm on BetMGM right now. Got the app open. You got Aaron Rodgers minus 650, Brady plus 700, and then Burrow. At twenty to one, this is where you place. really got to shop this stuff because on Parks Brady's four to one. 
Nah, BetMGM. Head over, head over to BetMGM. So that's Use the kind of thing. Picks. That's the kind of thing you want to take a look at and and potentially play, right? You want to look at it, maybe another book or two other books, and see if is everybody at four to one. Well, then give me that seven to one all day, just based on the value of it. I feel like I have to bet that just out of kind of principle here, but I also, you know. We're at the stage where you don't want to just throw away these units on mm-hmm. futures that you don't think like if they're not likely you stay away at this point. You have to ask yourself, could Brady really win this award? And I, I'm thinking yes. How I want to Again, look, it'll look just depend thing. where the other books are to see if seven hundred's a good number or not. If it's a good number, I think there's nothing wrong with, with taking a little bit of it. Like, if it's the outlying number, yeah, I think it's a great little opportunity. But otherwise, you know, if you don't feel great about it, then. And I said, Tom, he leads in everything. He he leads the league in everything. How could he not get it? Because that's not always what's important. It's not always the the guy that leads the league and stuff that, that wins that award. Probably hardly ever. What he doesn't lead in is passer rating. That's where these are the categories where Aaron Rodgers has a beat. Completion percentage. He's thrown less interceptions and he's got a better passer rating. Aside from that, there's nothing. Tom Brady's even been sacked less and he's played more. So there's there's two categories that Aaron Rodgers is better in and uh I think this race is closer than these odds imply, Tom. I'm going to grab that 7-1. to one. Just small pizza money, as you'd say. Just a little sprinkle. Can't go wrong with a little pizza money. Just, yeah, and I, you know, I like that play. Especially at 7-1. to one. I think that's not the norm, as I just kind of quickly click through here. I don't think that's the norm. So good value on that, uh, on that market. Ricky, what I want to talk about in the NFL just briefly today is a lot of head coaches over the last, uh, well, yesterday pretty much, um, have gotten fired. A lot of head coaches get canned between Sunday, Monday. And I just want to go through a couple of these because some are really surprising. Others are not at all, but I can't help but feel There's a little one. bit shocked. There's one I'm not happy about, Tom, that I think's criminal. So and let's think, get into it. You know, I think I can go right there. It's the Miami Dolphins firing Brian Flores. Is that the one? What the fuck are they the doing yeah. over there in Miami? You know, I think Miami, and I think it's really simple. Unfortunately, uh, Flores nine and eight this season after winning. You know, what was that? Nine of nine of eight games. Nine out of eight, or uh, eight out eight of out nine. Out of nine yep. Jeez, eight out of nine games to end the season. Ten and six last year. They have not made the playoffs in three seasons. Three and zero against Belichick in his last three, which is, you know, like in that division, a key thing. If you're going to coach in the AFC East, 
you need to prove that you can hold your own against Belichick. This guy did it, Tom. This guy actually had Belichick's number. And what makes it even worse is I think the Dolphins just have this weird, maybe even borderline sick fascination with Deshaun Watson. I think they are convinced that they want Deshaun Watson in this offseason. I thought they were going to get him during the season with some deal with Tua and some other things. But I really think Brian Flores didn't want Watson and that's what got him canned. I do. I really, really believe that. Just from everything that I've gathered, kind of what I've noticed over the season as they talk about Deshaun Watson, Tua, blah, blah, blah. I really think this was uh, an impact of this was, hey, we want Deshaun Watson in the offseason. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that. I'm... Me personally, I'm not so sure that it's quarterback-driven, whether it be Watson or Tua, just because the Dolphins came out and said uh, that the quarterback decision will be up to the next head coach. So it seems to me like they might have already left that into the coach's hands. I don't think so. I I think the front office is obsessed with Watson. It does feel like... Miami does want Watson amongst the teams out there. And that, that's a really interesting thing, Tom, with Deshaun Watson, because I just don't know what's going to happen with him. He didn't play at all this season. I don't know if like if a suspension came, if this counts toward it because he didn't play or, you know, what the deal is. But you're right. It does. It does seem like they want to try to get him in Miami. And I don't know. I, I just think you had a really good coach that, you know, I think everyone in the league would have agreed you had your guy. and He'll likely just, be the first one to get rehired, I would, I would think. He's going to be at the top of the list to go somewhere else and be rehired. Uh, which, good. I don't think he deserved to be fired at all. A lot of people thought he might be in a conversation for Coach of the Year. Like, he was a I bit of a... I think he is. Well, maybe not so much now. But they should give it to him out of spite. Be like let's let's give it to Flores. That way the Dolphins will look stupid for firing the coach of the year. Yep. And let's not be, you know, maybe we're being too nice to him. He's not I mean, he's not an elite coach. Right? He's a very good coach in our opinion, but Let's not let's not get carried away here. He is still Brian Flores coaching a five hundred team. He was twenty four and twenty five in Miami in his three seasons. The good news for him, like you said though, Tom, he'll get picked up. He'll have options of where he wants to go next. So it's not gonna be a, a life altering move for him. He's gonna be just fine. Whereas some of the other guys, if you wanna do you have like a list of all the guys who got yep. fired? I yep. know Matt uh, Matt Nagy, Vic Bangio, Mike Zimmer. Yep, none of um, those are really that surprising. Nagy for the Bears is gone. Fangio for the Broncos is gone. Neither of those surprise me in any way. 
Uh, Urban Meyer obviously was a, a few weeks ago. Mike Zimmer has been coaching the Vikings since 2014. Had the seventh longest coaching tenure in the NFL as of currently. Uh, 72 and 56 was his overall record in Minnesota. Hmm. He's a good coach, though. The GM Rick Spielman is also gone, by the way. Zimmer Zimmer will get a a coordinator job if nothing else. He'll be a you know a highly sought after coordinator, as will a lot of these guys. Um, the big one to me, the Giants. Well, one of the big ones. The Giants fired Jason Garrett. That was back. That was a while ago. Yeah, that yeah. was a while ago. But the bigger problem is Joe Judge is still there. Joe Judge is horrible. I cannot believe he still has a job. <laughs> I can't either, but it's good for us as Eagles fans. Keep that guy as long as they can. I believe they got rid of the GM, or maybe he retired. The GM did retire. Cop out. Dave he, yeah, retired. He, he retired, we'll call it. Okay, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, But, yeah, Tom, that's shocking. Anthony I, Lynn. I there was one other. Anthony Lynn from the Lions. Offensive coordinator Anthony Lynn. They part ways. Wasn't fired. They agreed to part ways. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Isn't that sweet? Yeah. They agreed to part <laughs> ways. It just wasn't a fit, Campbell said. Campbell told the Athletic. It just wasn't a fit. You just you know wanted who I to be, but we just never found our groove. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you know who I think should have been fired, Tom? And I really mean this. The Chargers coach. I think he's a joke, quite frankly. Like, a laughing stock joke. The way that he goes for it. Like, how he went for it on his own 10, 12-yard line with the playoffs on the line. Um, this guy... Staley thinks he's smarter than the NFL. He's trying to come in and be this like young whiz like McVay was and change the game by going for it on fourth down and all the the fancy shit. But Tom, I can't stand him. I would never want a coach like that. Ricky, you're going to hit a nerve for me. You're going to hit a nerve for me because this kind of thing just pisses me off beyond belief. Brandon Staley, and people talk about, oh, analytics. It's analytics. That's why he went for it on fourth down. It's not analytics. That's not analytics. That's being stupid. That's just that's just trying to push the, find the needle, push the, you know, like you're just going for it for no reason. Just be, to be cool, to be the guy, the hip guy. Oh, we're going for it on fourth down all the time, no matter what. That's the NFL now. That's not analytics. People are, oh, he, man, it's an analytical guy. No, he's not. He's just going for it on fourth down. That's stupid. Ask Bill Belichick. I think we could all, as logical people over here, I think we can all agree he's a pretty damn good coach. He's had a lot of success. Ask Bill Belichick what he thinks of going for it in the middle of the game on your own 10-yard line. Or or even on all these fourth downs that he goes for it. It's a joke. This guy thinks he's revolutionizing the, the game here. And... He should be fired, Tom. He should be fired. I feel like at least Sirianni, I'm not a Sirianni guy at all, 
at least Sirianni doesn't do the shit he does. Like, I feel like those two are a little bit similar, Mm -hmm. but Sirianni wouldn't have, has enough of a brain to not go that extra step that Staley does. And I don't know, my, my least favorite coach in the NFL is the Chargers guy. I think he hurt the team. I think, you know, he didn't do anything with a defense that had a ton of talent. Joke. Fire that guy. I just think you can't possibly. Uh, it's the analytics thing for me. People run to his defense and even hold it, analytics. There's nothing. What you're doing has nothing to do with analytics. It's just going for it on fourth down when you blatantly shouldn't in the middle of the game on your own 30-yard line, and then you don't get it because you don't have a good enough play drawn up for it. And then you're surprised when you're down 14 nothing, and have to throw the ball like a maniac to get back in the game. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, that's pretty much all the coaches that are worth touching on. Um, yeah, that's all of them. So I'm glad we did that. I really wanted to go through the NFL coaches that got switched around because I just think there's so much... There's so much controversy over the, the coaching thing that I love talking about it. Uh, yeah. Ricky. Yep. You know what we need to talk about? Hmm. The Aussie Open. NBA? The Aussie Open. Oh, gosh. Tennis is back. The Aussie Open. Qualifiers start today. I've got two plays in the qualifiers for today. Let me pull these up for you here. All right. Two plays. These are tonight. 8.30-ish tonight. Irina? Maria? Barra? Maria Irina Barra? Seen it done both ways. Wherever she's from, they got it mixed up, but... Barra is the last name. Minus 162. And then the second play, and this will be on, uh, this is Wednesday night. It's Christina Buxa, who we've been on before. Minus 155. That's on Wednesday night. Christina Buxa against Rebecca Ramkova. And, yes, there's an S in front. It's, it's Ramkova silent S, I believe. Rebecca Ramkova hasn't played very well lately. She doesn't play a lot of events. Books is going to absolutely kill her. That's the best bet of the day for Wednesday. Christina Buxa. Did I tell you I played pickup tennis on vacation one morning? I love it. I love it. Tom, it was was actually a blast. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm the kind of person anytime there's a ball and a winner – (laughs) <laughs> I like it. You know, I could be entertained for a long time, but I had a blast, Tom. I uh, I really enjoyed playing tennis. Definitely still not someone who can watch it. You know, I, I even struggle. I'm just coming around to watching golf and watching baseball is tough for me. I like I like action, Tom, but a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. Anyone who's never really uh, whacked that ball around, go play some tennis. I've been trying to tell you. I've been trying to tell you. Um. Well, you can try putting on some tennis tonight. There's a lot of tennis to watch tonight. 
Tennis there Channel Plus. Best investment I, I've made in a while. Um, I also have one NFL play, Tom, I put in that Ooh, I want to yes. get out real quick. It's a teaser. Good old teaser. And what we're going to do, guys, is we are going to tease the Tampa Bay Bucks from eight and a half down to two and a half. A good old six point teaser. So you're going to get the Bucks minus two and a half against the Eagles. And then you are going to get the Bengals essentially as a pick em. We're going to bring them down. That line's at either six or six and a half, depending on your book. You're going to bring them down six points. You're going to get the Bengals as the pick em at home. And you're going to lay the two and a half with the Bucks at home as well. That uh, that's probably, my first pick in the playoffs. Yeah, that's probably the teaser. Those are really the only two legs worth teasering on the whole thing. Or for this weekend, anyway. Yeah, I don't. I kind of throw the teasers out in the playoffs. I don't usually play them as often, Tom, um, as these lines tend to sharpen as we go here. But this one I do really like. You know, I, I feel comfortable with this one. That the Raiders team does scare me a little. I'm not gonna lie. I think they're scrappy. They're they're one of those teams that can they can beat anyone on any given day. Um, but I'm gonna trust Joe Burrow here and. And go with them. Very good. Very good. Thanks for sharing. Uh, tomorrow, we'll do a little PGA show because the Sony Open will begin, uh, which is the next tournament. Sony Open in Hawaii 2022. Let's go. So we'll get to that tomorrow. We got some predictions, bets. Uh, I'm 1-0 to start the year on on why. I'm not 1-0, but uh, we picked a winner in the first tournament. And uh, we'll look to do it again. I'll have some stuff for us tomorrow. Steadypicks.com. Steadypicks Radio. Wake up and wager. Thank you again so much for listening. Thanks for the support. Good luck today. Good luck tonight. We'll catch you tomorrow.